Morning Press from Cast Iron Brains, a BrainIron.com production. Here's 11 minutes or less of news for today, Friday, December 1st, 2023. The week-long ceasefire between Israel and Hamas came to a violent end on Friday morning. Shortly before the 7 a.m. deadline, the Israeli Defense Force claimed on Twitter to have just intercepted a projectile fired from Gaza. Israel and Hamas both announced, soon after the 7 a.m. deadline, that Israel had resumed airstrikes in the region. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said in a statement, quote, With the return to fighting, we emphasize, the government of Israel is committed to achieving the war aims, freeing our hostages, eliminating Hamas, and ensuring that Gaza will never again pose a threat to the residents of Israel. The New York Times reported Thursday evening that Israel was, well over a year ago, in possession of a 40-page document that laid out in specific detail exactly the sort of attack that Hamas would eventually carry out on October 7th. The document was widely circulated among top Israeli military and intelligence officials, but was viewed as aspirational by many top Israelis, who believed such an operation was well beyond Hamas's capabilities. Most damning, in July, a senior intelligence analyst reported to her superiors that Hamas had carried out an exercise that mirrored much of what she had seen planned in the document. Her concerns were ignored in favor of the narrative that Hamas lacked the capability for such an attack and dismissed the idea that they could actually carry out such an attack as totally imaginative. The Times claimed that some Israeli officials, quote, privately concede that, had the military taken these warnings seriously and redirected significant reinforcements to the south, where Hamas attacked, Israel could have blunted the attacks or possibly even prevented them, end quote. A salmonella outbreak linked to tainted cantaloupe has sickened 117 people in 34 states, including 61 hospitalizations and two deaths. In addition to widespread recalls of pre-cut and whole cantaloupe shipped to Kroger, Sprouts Farmers Markets, and Trader Joe's grocery stores throughout the country, the Centers for Disease Control has told consumers to throw away any cantaloupe if they are unsure of its source. This matches long-standing wisdom, which has served the morning press well. Melons of unknown or mysterious provenance should always be avoided. At a closed-door Republican lunch at the Capitol on Thursday, Senator Rand Paul performed the Heimlich maneuver on Senator Joni Ernst, who was choking on a piece of as-yet-unspecified food. Ernst later posted on Twitter, quote, "...can't help but choke." On the woke policies, Dems are forcing down our throats. Thanks, Dr. Rand Paul. Deciding to take the occasion of a brief brush with the reality of human frailty and her own evanescent mortality to own the libs. If I may be permitted an editorial aside, Rand Paul, who behaved in an approaching heroism fashion in this moment, it must be said, and now must send Ernst a nice note and some money every year from now on, if the Chuck Palahniuk novel Choke is anything to go by, really does seem like the kind of guy who's just waiting around to Heimlich somebody, doesn't he? The first Tesla Cybertrucks were delivered to customers yesterday, the first new model the company has released in nearly four years. The electric pickup truck, which Tesla CEO Elon Musk has impenetrably described as, quote, what Blade Runner would have driven, end quote, and looks like something that might have been extruded through the roof of Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium, will sell at three different price points, with the cheapest coming in at just over $60,000, though that model won't be available until 2025, and a 
Cyber Beast version that will sell for just shy of $100,000. An update on a story the morning press covered yesterday. The Washington Post, in the wake of a humorous and existentially fraught criticism brought to bear by this outlet, no doubt, has issued a correction on their story about the two-gendered lobster found in Maine. Quote, Correction. A previous version of this article incorrectly stated that Bowie the lobster has two genders rather than two sexes. The article has been updated. End quote. For those counting at home, the word sex now appears in the article four times. The post did not clarify that gender is a notion entirely beyond, or perhaps below, the comprehension of the lobster and all crustaceans. Opening at the box office this weekend is Japanese kaiju movie Godzilla Minus One, which will play in 1,000 theaters with English subtitles. The film has received rave reviews, with many critics calling it the best of the franchise's 37 entries. 37 Godzilla movies. Try not to make any more Godzilla movies on your way through the parking lot, Japan. A systematic review and meta-analysis published in British medical journal The BMJ of 126 studies has concluded that, quote, social media use is associated with adverse health risk behaviors in young people, but further high-quality research is needed to establish causality, understand effects on health inequalities, and determine which aspects of social media are most harmful, end quote. The analysis indicated a harmful association between frequent social media use among young people and increased alcohol consumption, drug use, tobacco use, gambling, and antisocial behavior, among other negative outcomes. In sports, the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Seattle Seahawks 41-35 in a game that featured dreadful defense and a penalty on 13% of plays. Tonight, Oregon will play Washington in the Pac-12 championship game with a berth in the college football playoff on the line. Tomorrow, Georgia and Alabama meet for similar stakes in the SEC championship game. Michigan and Florida State can secure the other two spots in the Final Four with wins in the Big Ten and ACC championship games. Any other outcome will lead to chaos and confusion and outrage, the natural state of college football. Now, here's a look at the weather. The University of Georgia Bulldogs football team has won 29 games in a row, including the last two national title games. They have not lost a regular season SEC game since 2020. With a win on Saturday over Alabama, they will have a chance to play in the college football playoff and become the first team since the University of Minnesota in the 1930s to win three championships in a row. They are the best team in college football, probably the best program overall, have reached the pinnacle of the sport in a way that I, the average idiot fan, could not have realistically hoped for and have brought more sincere joy to me and my friends and family over the last few years than is rational or certainly deserving. And I am inexcusably greedy for it to never end. I know that Georgia will one day lose a football game again. I just really, really don't want it to be tomorrow. Georgia has never beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game. They avenged their 2021 SEC loss with a victory in the playoff, which was nice, but didn't feel truly final. With a win tomorrow, the Bulldogs will have cemented their place as the best in the SEC. The Nick Saban era of dominance will have come to a definitive end. 
And it would be nice to win two more after that, to get the third championship in a row, to close out this era of college football as the unquestioned best, before the playoffs expand and the whole thing starts looking more and more like roulette. But what I really want is for Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs to go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium tomorrow evening and plant their staff in the ground and tell Nick Saban that he shall not pass. That his time has come to an end. That when they tell his story, the movie ends in the second decade of the 21st century. With all that came after Alabama's 2020 championship relegated to a simpering title card after the fade to black. I have said before that winning is overrated, and I stand by that. But there are only two outcomes available here. And one ends with Nick Saban on top, which is to no right-thinking person's preference. In any event, I will enjoy every moment leading up to tomorrow evening's contest because after this season, the sport will change and it will never be the same because nothing is ever the same. I know this is just how things are, that we get older, that you can never really go home again, that we remember things differently and more romantically through the haze of nostalgia. I know all this, but I still cannot help but suspect that the character of the thing itself is changing right out from under me. But we're in it right now. It's not lost yet. We're hanging on for one more weekend and another month after that, clinging to the present and trying to shape it into permanence, even as it inevitably slips away into something new. This is a mortal's lament, a cry for preservation that knows deep down that preservation is stagnation, is death, that life to be renewed must be remade. But for now, I am still inexcusably greedy for it. Go dogs. That's the weather from here. How's it look out your window? The Morning Press is a production of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. Please direct comments and complaints to BrainIronPodcast at gmail.com or visit the website at BrainIron.com. Thanks, and barring the sudden onset of the inevitable, we'll talk to you on Monday. The proceeding was created with 100% human content.